welcome to another Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we got a new update that actually has some interesting content in it, as well as some new cosmetics and some Easter eggs in the game. All that and more on this week's episode of Keel Hall Podcast. <laughs> First up on today's docket, let's talk about the latest patch. So this week's patch, we got 1.4.4, which introduced new mercenary voyages, as well as an interesting perspective into what could possibly be the arena. Now, if you guys got in there, you already know we have some new mercenary voyages in there. There's two that involve the Wilds and the Ancient Isles, which is basically two five doubloon costing voyages to send you out to go get some gold. And the the next one is one that actually is a Wanderer's Reaper ship kind of challenge. And this one actually involves using the Reaper's Mark to get credit for legendary uh, commendations to be able to get this legendary Reaper of Wanderer's Refuge and the Wanderer's Reaper, uh, Wandering Reaper title. The The thing about this is that this is actually a great way to kind of get an idea of what it's going to be like when people go to the same island for same voyages. Now, we've had stuff like this in the past with like the Hungering Deep where we all went to Sharkbait Cove to go see Merrick to be able to like talk to him, get the song, go and actually sail out to kill the Meg and then come back. And there was some griefing there, but at the same time, it, it, it also made it a lot more interesting because people were like, oh, hey, you're doing this too. We can either fight and try and take our gold or we can join up and make an alliance and benefit. But the difference is now with the Reaper's Mark Challenge, you can't drop your Reaper's Mark. You have to keep your Reaper's Mark up. If you join an alliance, it will break the quest tracking, you won't get credit towards that legendary commendation. And that's actually made this a lot more exciting for, for people because you know people are going to be out there trying to get this voyage done. They're going to they're gonna want to protect their voyage and they don't want to have to loot the island at the same time you are because they never know what you're going to be doing. So there's been a lot more uh, hostility, not in, not in like a negative way, but there's been a combativeness out there now with a lot of pirates. And it's been interesting to see how it's been affecting the seas. A lot of people are anticipating fights now. And I think because of that, people are starting to get a little more kind of attuned to having to fight off other ships or to kind of talk with each other. And it's it's been apparent lately that there has been a significant decrease, at least in my experiences, and talking to others in the Discord, that not many people are actually using in-game chat. A lot of people are using Xbox Party Chat or Discord, depending on who they're playing with and if it's mixed crew or just how secretive they want to be about talking. And I just wanted to, to toss this out there just as a quick reminder. We have pirate text. Like, you, you can use the, you know, you can try and run up and talk to someone and use in-game chat, but if they're not in-game chat or on PC, they're not going to hear you. So, throw out that little pirate text that's like, ahoy, or, you know, friend or foe, or avasti, you know. Use that pirate text to, to remember. Don't don't forget that that's, that's a thing that you can use, a tool at... Uh, at your at your leisure to, to try and communicate with other people, uh, especially if you're trying to gauge who's hostile and who's not, and you're trying to get your treasure. Otherwise, if you're the hostile one, 
just go sink them. You, you probably don't care. You're probably just going to go sink them anyway, which is awesome as well. So the way this has been working is with the with the Wanderer's Refuge Reaper Mark Voyage, you have to buy it with doubloons. It's five doubloons. The commendations reward you fairly enough. So when you actually complete all the commendations, you'll you'll end up with 90. So if you have to do this five times, that's 25 doubloons. You're going to get a fair payout for doubloons. So it's worth it to do it. Just make sure that when you do it, you, you work towards actually getting it completed so you get that commendation. Otherwise, it's going to be totally lost and you'll lose out on that doubloons. Eventually, when you do get it done, it's just going to cut into that, that final profit you know, and well, actually I'll, I'll hold off on talking about pirate legend stuff for right now, but you'll get the, you'll get these from Duke in the taverns. He'll, he'll gladly sell them to you. And so far the payout is really good. Uh, the payout has been so good that it totally negates the, the kind of concern I had earlier, uh, last week. I think I talked about trading in doubloons for gold coins when we already have that in the game. I went back, I took a look at the, the, the cost comparison, the ratio of, of doubloons to gold. It's, I think, 20 doubloons for 10,000 gold. That's barely anything anymore. You can you can definitely earn much, much more than that. Doing these uh, Reaper's Mark missions, and, and if, you're, if you're looking to convert doubloons, extra doubloons, into gold, this is a good way to do it. If you can get on a server where you can either dominate the other players and make sure that you're turning in all your treasure if not theirs as well or you get into an alliance or just a, a an amicable cruise where they're not going to mess with you or they're going to look to to turn a profit so that's that's kind of a nice way to get some gold especially leading into this mega update there is going to be a lot like a lot of stuff coming and it's going to cost gold and you're going to need gold so best thing i can recommend is take advantage of this now uh, if not soon in the future, and I'll kind of get into that uh, later. But anyway, try not to bury the leads. I really promise you I'm not trying to bury the leads. I just want to stay on track. So you have the Wanderer's Refuge uh, Reaper's Marks. I had a great time working on these the other day, and it was the way we worked it out. In, and obviously this isn't going to work for everyone, but if you can work this out, uh, there's a good way to kind of go about completing these as quickly as possible. Uh, if you're on a server where you're not going to have to fight right away, one of the nice things that you can do is we had a galleon with four people on board. We took one person with a rowboat and dropped them off over at uh, Plunder Valley because there's this voyage is going to be five chapters and three islands. And three of those chapters are going to involve being on Wanderer's Refuge with an incremental number of chests depending on which chapter it's at. The other two chapters are going to involve you being at Plunder Outpost and solving a short riddle and then sailing over to Discovery Ridge, which is just kind of southwest, and doing uh, another riddle there. But those are on the the even chapters. The odd chapters are going to be on Wanderer's Refuge where you're digging up captain's chests, maybe some specialty chests, or not specialty chests, but cursed chests. So as you get started, the best thing that we did was have someone with a rowboat who's competent and can hold their own if in case they come up against a, a huge wave of skeletons hang around on Plunder Valley. 
the rest of the crew sailed over to Wanderer's Refuge and kind of held position there. They would dig up the three chests for cat for uh, Chapter One. Chapter Two, the person at Plunder Outpost or Plunder Valley would complete that riddle, take the take the loot that they got, throw it in the rowboat, and start rowing southwest to Discovery Ridge. Meanwhile, Chapter Three would start work on Wanderer's Refuge, digging up the five or six chests that would then spawn during Chapter Three. Once they were done with the chests in Chapter Three, it would pop back over to uh, Discovery Ridge for Chapter Four, where the person should hopefully be over there in the rowboat, waiting to complete the riddle there. Once that riddle's complete, the chapter will go over to Chapter Five, and the three people can start working on the uh, seven to nine chests that will appear over on Wanderer's Refuge. At that point, the person at Discovery Ridge should take their gains and start rowing over towards Wanderer's Refuge to meet up with the rest of the party. Once everything's done, go, turn in, start a new one, repeat the process, you should be all set to go. It's a great way to kind of efficiently take care of these voyages since you know where the islands are going to be. And it does kind of pose that problem that you need to have someone that is really good at being solo in uh, in a situation where they don't have a ship to kind of combat, but you have uh, the rest of them able to kind of work on the voyage and protect the ship without that fourth person as well too. We did this to great success the time that we did it, and we did have a couple encounters where people were coming and trying to actually murder our our ship. Uh, they got a one one of the sloops actually was pretty peaceful, and this was my fault. We had been crackened, and they were uh, gathered. They were over at Crook. No, they were over at Cannon Cove just kind of hanging out meanwhile we were fighting a kraken that was actually kind of kicking our butt we had three people at the moment and we were kind of fighting for our lives we almost lost the ship a couple times and eventually we came out on top and after that we uh, noticed or at least i noticed that there was a sloop with a rainbow flag over by crooks or cannon cove they didn't seem to engage with us and they seemed to be doing their own thing so we didn't think much of it well we got over to Wanderer's Refuge after starting the the next voyage that we were working on, and eventually these guys worked their way over to us. Uh, we this was this was actually after we had a galleon with the Reaper's Mark sail up to uh, Wanderer's Refuge, and we started to take our ship and kind of circle around the island, keeping the island between us and the other galleon just to kind of gauge and see what was going on i shot over to the galleon and kind of parlayed with the other crew members and that was when i found out that one of them was an athena 10 but it was a crew of randoms it was an open crew and at that point it was kind of like free for all you know we we kind of understood that you know they weren't going to kill us or they hadn't attempted to kill us but being an open crew was going to be a little bit harder for them to complete this so they probably didn't want to mess with us uh, so that was fine. It was actually the sloop that came over from Cannon Cove that kegged us a couple times. And I cursed myself for not being better on the, the eye of reach because the guy was sitting there as they were sailing towards us. I saw this coming. He had a powder keg. I, I kept trying to shoot the powder keg and I wasted three shots and couldn't get it. <laughs> After they kegged us, uh, it was it was pretty much at that point. It was just kind of repair, bucket out the water. We engaged with the sloop. Uh, we turned around, actually shot after them, and uh, uh, myself and Russ Belt shot ourselves over to the the sloop, and he managed to kill them. I managed to kill them. 
uh, we their ship went under. Surprisingly, they they actually got hit enough times and uh, kegged that they they couldn't repair in time. And it was kind of surprising because I I was thinking you know they're not done until they're done. Five seconds later, they were done, and we killed them in uh, next to the mermaid. And all they had was a few powder uh, powder kegs, and we're like, "All right, well, okay, that that's fine." And we just kind of went back to the to the the voyage. And at that point, it was kind of nice because you know we'd gotten our we you know we knew that what they were attempting to do, and we managed to you know stop them, kill them, and then they never ended up coming back. Meanwhile, the galleon that was uh, on a reaper's mark just kind of disappeared. Like they sailed off north, and we were kind of confused as to what they were doing. And then we kind of remembered that it was open crew, and that you know we who knows what they were trying to do. And as a result, we ended up getting four, no three, three reaper's marks done that night. And uh, took a while, but you know I was I was it's the weekend, so I was up till about five a.m. Uh, doing that and once it was done I went to bed crashed woke up saw Captain Marvel it was a good good day and uh, yeah it was uh, it, I, I have the liveries I haven't even gotten a chance to put the liveries on because I haven't had a chance to really sail since I got the achievement last night but that's probably the easiest way I can recommend actually going out and doing it is, is having a few people on a ship even if you're on a brig just having a couple people over by wanderers to man it and protect the treasure get the majority of it dug up and taken back meanwhile having that extra person kind of scouring the other two islands and keeping an eye on things and then knocking out those two it takes out some of the sail time and just kind of makes the the voyage a lot shorter since you know it's going to be on Wanderer's Refuge, it's going to be on Plunder Valley, and it's going to be on Discovery Ridge. So I have not had a chance to actually go do the other merchant voyages in the wilds and the ancient isles. From what I've heard, they're nothing spectacular, uh, but I have not actually completed those just with the amount of time that I've had to play this week, unfortunately. So uh, I'll probably get those knocked out solo. I'll probably do that uh, sometime this week. I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I've already bought them. We did notice something interesting about the voyages. This is the first time I really noticed it, but with the voyages, if you have three traditional trade company voyages you can actually still purchase duke's mercenary voyages on top of it and it'll actually create an additional page of voyages and at that point i'm kind of wondering why we don't just have as many voyages to carry as possible why is it always restricted to three if we know the system's in place to be able to purchase up to six then why not just let us purchase six? And if not six, then why not eight or 10? Uh, I think that's something that I would love to just see switched on from, from then on. I'd love to be able to just carry a bunch of, you know, different styles of voyages and know that, you know, whatever one comes up is the one that I'll just grab. It's not like I'm selling these uh, for, for money or anything. You know, I'm just holding on to them for whatever we happen to need when I pop in and I don't necessarily have to go buy them from the actual vendors it kind of i know it takes a step away but if i've already agreed and paid the coin then it's up to me to get the the treasure and find it the only thing that's ever time sensitive is the the merchant stuff but even then like it's not going to be placed until i actually go to do it so it it's not like i'm really not doing something for them so i would like to see the the voyages uh increased or, or at least 
opened up so that I can carry more than the three. Because once you once you complete one regular voyage and you have uh, three mercenary voyages, it prevents you from buying any other trade company voyages. Like you're stuck until you complete those three. So you know you could have six, but if you do three or you toss away uh, the three trade company ones, then you're stuck just with those uh, doubloon voyages and you can't do anything else. And it's not worth it to dump those just to pick up a regular one. You have to go do one of those to clean to open up a slot for a tr- for a normal voyage. Uh, so just be really cautious about that because it's, it's a weird thing, but it's something that I don't think that they really anticipated. And, and personally, I think they should just unlock it. It would make it a lot easier for me. If you guys don't know, um, I have been noticing this as a bug. I think that Rare is aware of it, but there is a way that you can actually prevent the ship from filling up with water if you have chests of sorrow the the way to do this is to have a rowboat you put the chest in the rowboat and then you attach the rowboat to the ship but don't touch the chest if you touch the chest you're going to reset the location and it's going to start to fill up the ship when it starts to cry but for some reason right now, there is a bug, and I'm pretty sure it's a bug because you can't touch the chest otherwise. If, uh, if it wasn't a bug, if it was intended, then it would be something that you could take the chest out, put it on the ship, put the chest back on the rowboat, and it wouldn't fill up the, the ship. But it doesn't do that. It always fills up the ship. So I'm sure this is a bug they're probably aware of. That being said, it's it's kind of a nice bug right now, especially if you're doing these Reaper voyages and you get the RNG where you're getting the chests of sorrow instead of the grog chests, and it's uh, it's going to be hard to carry those around. So find a rowboat. There's a ton of them around the area right now. I think that they, they either increase the spawn rate for the rowboats on these islands or just a lot of people are dying and their ships are disappearing and they're killed and they aren't able to use their rowboats because I, I don't think we've had any problem finding any uh, anytime I've gone to go do these. So the question some of you may be asking is, why are we doing this? Why are we why are we raising the Reaper's Mark and why are we actually doing this? Well, of, as always, it comes down to cosmetics. And because of it, uh, we got some new cosmetics that are in the game right now. And what's that? What is that? Oh, no. You gotta be kidding me. Sorry, I know you guys are seeing the same thing I'm seeing. These Reaper liveries are, in fact, Ghostbusters. Uh, they they look pretty funny. I, I do like them. Um, I th- it does look like a really happy ghost with a sword, and he's like, Rah! so uh, if you haven't seen these, it's black and white sails. Um, Casper's on the front of it, or the Ghostbuster ghost, just depends on how you see it. I personally see the, the Ghostbuster ghost, but... It's intended to be a hooded skeleton with a sword, I, I'm imagining. I think they they may need to tweak that to make it look or just leave it looking the way it does. It's it's fun no matter what. Uh, the hull is a white and black one with a really beautiful scythe on the front part of it. And there is a flag involved that looks like a like a, a ghost 
<laughs> it looks like a ghost up at the top. So these uh, will be available to you once you actually hit the legendary commendation. I didn't, I didn't actually think to go check and see if they cost anything. I don't think they cost anything. I think you can just get them once you hit the once you hit the actual commendation. But they're they're really nice. They look good on the ship. Um, they, of course, everyone's kind of making the joke about the Ghostbusters and stuff. But I'm I'm okay with it. I can live with that. It's just gonna it's gonna remind me of Ghostbusters theme every time. And that being said, uh, I'm kind of wondering where some of the figureheads have been. We have had two sets of liveries now, and these mercenary voyages aren't providing any figureheads uh, for these liveries. So I'm kind of wondering, is that something that's coming? Were they never involved at all? Is it just someone that happens to have like a template and says ship liveries color one and two, uh, insert icon vector graphic for sales, stamp of approval put it out there because that's kind of what it feels like doesn't it it feels like these are are kind of low-key you know simple liveries that they're just tossing out now I, i'm that's not me uh saying that the artist that did the work on this is not skilled because i think they're beautiful but it definitely feels like they're they're putting these in quickly so that it's something to tide us over until the the march 20th update when we find out when the mega update's actually releasing and you know then we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of know after that what's going on with all the cosmetics and liveries that have been uh data mined and all the stuff that i imagine we're probably going to be getting and yeah so I, i'm sure that these will have figureheads at one point i'm hoping because i would love to see an awesome reaper with a giant scythe of a figurehead just like just ready and like he's got his arms up and he's got the scythe in his hands and he's about to cut you down and that's the front of the ship i want that you know that would be awesome or even just a really quick <laughs> scorpion that has like a you know big stinger that's ready to go in the claws like out open it's just like ready to like grab something you know they're uh, i love the figureheads they're they're the best parts uh of the livery sets they're they're the thing that really shines uh unless it's the ghost liveries and you're using the uh the the athena's sails and then switching over to the to the reaper liveries in which point you get a shiny ghost which is kind of cool in the middle of the sea to see a big old shiny ghost but uh, I'm, I'm getting off topic but anyway I, I love them it's it's kind of cool to see that we're getting new stuff and of course I, I said that I wouldn't do these unless they gave out cosmetics and they gave cosmetics so of course I went and did them getting back to why the Reapers Wanderers Refuge voyage is so important is this is going to be a taste of things to come and yes I'm quoting Mortal Kombat I think this will be exactly what the arena is going to simulate, but on a scale that is far more competitive. Right now, you can go and interact with other crews and form alliances. I don't know that that's going to be something that actually happens in arena. Uh, we don't know right now, actually. There's a lot of questions that are still being asked about what arena entails. We know it's going to be competitive. We know it's going to be the same islands and treasure. You're going to have to turn in gold and get the most of it. And that generally means getting all the treasure as much as, it, as, as you can. But we don't know if you can ally with other crews. We don't know if you can, uh, you know, still get something from losing. Because right now, I'm fairly certain that a majority of you are either not too concerned about playing it because you don't feel like you can have a, a, a victory, or 
you think you're going to win. And I'm wondering how many of you have actually thought about the fact that you're not going to win in arena. And what does that look like? Is you're going to, are you going to get anything out of it? Are you going to be able to turn any chests in and get gold from there and reputation is turning in individual pieces going to increase your reputation regardless. And if that's the case, if there's consolation prizes, then who's to say there aren't going to be crews who are just going in and AFKing in the ferry uh, just to get that that base amount of treasure, you know? And they'll they'll let the other crews kind of kind of get the treasure and turn it in as long as you know the quicker they let the the least they interact with the other crews, the quicker the match is over, and the more they can get their base experience and they can bot farm that as much as they want. Um, it's it's a concern that I don't think many people have really been talking about. Uh, now, obviously, for, for obvious reasons, I'm not in the Pioneer program right now. I haven't been able to test out the arena that's been available to the Pioneers. So I don't have that information. And with to kind of touch on the Pioneers opening up to other people, this is going to give Rare the kind of feedback that they may need to be able to decide how the end game for the arena is. And I, I'm still on the fence about this. I need to talk to Rare to find out what I'm allowed to do and what I'm not allowed to do. Because right now, starting on March 12th, they are going to be opening up the Pioneer program for anyone that's an insider that opts in. What that means is that you have access to the Pioneer sessions when they go up to be able to test out the content that's coming down the pipeline. What that also means is that you can't talk about it. And... If you talk about it and they're able to find out who you are and what you're talking about or taking pictures and sharing of, then you're going to lose that access. You may even lose your account. Uh, right now, I know that they're basically doing a bank uh, a blanket ban on anyone that breaks the NDA. If you break the NDA, you can't access the forums, you can't access Pioneer, and you may not be able to access uh, Sea of Thieves. But for now, it's at least those two things. So... If that's the case, um, I don't know that I want to risk losing that access because uh, sometimes the forums are value to me. I don't use the forums too much because I've never been a forum type of person. That's a, that's a very specific type of personality that likes to go onto the forums and read through threads of information and stuff. And I have enough of that going on with my Discord server that I don't necessarily need to have the forums as well. That being said... Um, it would be nice to be able to have access to that, to be able to report bugs, to be able to discuss stuff and, and kind of share input and values into the Pioneer program where it's actually listened to a little bit closer than potentially just the normal forums themselves. So I would like to have that access, but if it means I lose out on the kind of speculation that I get from the podcast for just seeing what people are doing in the world and sharing the the data mine material that I that I use as spoiler content. I, I would hate to lose that because I know some people really enjoy it. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to be penalized for using for talking about leaked content that I can verify has been leaked if it ever gets brought up that is used in the podcast for content and and I can separate what I I can separate the, the difference between stuff that I've been told and told not to talk about and stuff that I see that I'm not allowed to talk about 
and stuff that I find online that other people are breaking NDA on and then talking about that only. Like I can make that separation. That's not hard. I can, I remember, you know, what I've seen, what I haven't seen as far as on leaks and stuff. Every week I do a, a, a fair amount of research to go through and see, you know, what's been leaked, what can I talk about, what is, is worth talking about, and then keeping that on there. So with the Pioneer program, I'm very on the fence about what I want to risk for the sake of helping the game, but also making sure that I'm bringing interesting content to you. And I'll kind of get into that later on in the episode because we did actually get a fair amount of this patch data mined and they found a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, and, and I'm probably gonna talk about that a little bit later on, not too much, but a little bit. And I'll probably let you know beforehand if it's you know something where it feels like it's gonna be spoiler territory. If you don't want that, then I can, I'll, I'll give you a fair enough heads up. You don't have to worry about it. One thing before I change topics, actually, it just kind of popped into my head and I wanted to ask this to you, the, the, the listeners. Uh, with the Pioneer program, Rare has said that they're going to be incentivizing uh, people participating by offering gold and doubloons. Now, probably not a lot, so don't get your hopes up. This is probably not a cash cow that you could probably get and use and abuse to get a lot of gold. It's probably going to be pretty, pretty slight. And, of course, cosmetics. Now, obviously, most of the cosmetics that are coming for the Pioneers is uh, going to be something like sales. Uh, that's usually what they get. The deckhands got their, their handprint sales. The Pioneers got their, their Pioneer sales. Everyone seems to be getting their own set of sales. Um, and I don't think that the Pioneer program is going to be any different from that. So if you're in the Pioneer program, you can at least show off that you are in the Pioneer program. But I don't know, like we don't know how much gold and doubloons we're going to be getting. But I'm assuming it's going to be fairly, fairly minimal. Nothing that's going to be game-breaking. And is that something that you guys are okay with? Is that something that you like? Do you, do you feel like you need to be rewarded if your intent is to try and improve the game? Or do you feel like improving the game by offering feedback or analytics just through playing it will help? be the reward enough for you knowing that it's going towards helping the next patch or the next content update do you need that kind of thing because I, I feel like that's going to be something that's going to draw people in to get that stuff until they get it and then they're going to dump it afterwards and they're not going to need to get that that gold doubloons and cosmetics uh, or, or play it after that that initial rise and of course when they open this up on the 12th there's going to be a big influx of people checking it out and that's going to put a lot of strain on the server so I imagine there's going to be some hang-ups there as far as like people getting invited getting access there's going to be some FAQs on that I'm sure and a lot of people want to see it and as a result we're probably going to get a lot of leaks out of it. Uh, we're probably going to get a lot of people that aren't going to respect the NDA. And as a result, we'll probably find out a lot of stuff that's coming even beyond the stuff that, uh, you know, I've already speculated based on teases from Rare and stuff that we found out like from the weekly streams where they're talking about, you know, like places that are, are drawing you over, obviously harpoons and, uh, you know, assuming assuming fishing is a thing that's coming, then we can assume fishing's coming as well. And, you know, they'll probably have information on that if that's in the game or uh, cooking, you know, since they did the update and they, they gave us the upgraded cu uh, cooking. And the food barrels, actually. Did you guys notice the, the additional food barrels? It was kind of a, a weird thing. I'm still kind of 
uh, it's funny the biggest changes to muscle memory that i have with this game always seem to revolve around these damn barrels uh with the first with the barrel 2.0 system it was always like okay now i got to work out my muscle memory for how to access the barrels and deposit and withdraw supplies and stuff from the barrels now we have two food barrels and uh it's it's kind of weird in the galleon because they're right next to each other so i'm like all right are we going with the left one or the right one? You know, everyone's kind of unanimously agreed that the top cannonball barrel is the one that you generally grab because it's the one that you don't have to tilt down to actually open up. And the barrels with the with the with the the food barrels on the galleon, it's left and right. Do you know? Do you go with the one that's closest to the 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 staircase, or do you go with the one that's uh, closest to the cooking thing, or do you do you split it? Do you just have bananas in the right one and cooked food in the left one? It, it's so weird. And in the in the sloop, they're they're uh, they're stacked, and I'm just I'm I'm so confused. I'm like, okay. We have two barrels for food in the in the sloop, but we still have that one random barrel off to the right. So every single time I run down below deck in the sloop, I promise you, I run up to the to the barrel, I hit the F key, I spam my Q key, and I'm spamming F again, and I'm nothing's happening. And I'm like, this is dumb. Why am I not like dumping my? And I'm like, oh yeah, the the barrels got moved. They're on the other side. So now it's like, I have to. I have to break that habit of running below deck and trying to put the food away before I put the planks away. And now I just put the planks away and I, and I put the food away and it's and it's it's going to take some time. But it's funny how all the muscle memory that I have issues with revolves around the barrels. I don't know why that is, but it, it just it, maybe it's the thing that we interact with the most on the ships. And that's why everything else is pretty straightforward. You know, we got a cannons that the cannons fire. They move left and right up and down that it's not like there's a huge, you know, huge revolutionary change with the cannons that make it harder for you to use those. So. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird observation I found. There were a lot of things that got added to this update uh, and, a, and a bunch of things that have actually changed. So you guys remember the problem we were having with drowning uh, and not being able to interact with barrels? Well, apparently that's been fixed. Uh, although the barrels still seem to sink as soon as you jump in the water to actually get supplies. So I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that if you're in a shipwreck, you're going to have less problems actually accessing barrels to get bananas so you can survive this swim back up to surface. But uh, the barrels are still sinking, and uh, I don't know why that is. Uh, they said it was a timing thing and the way it spawns. I don't know. Please keep let the barrels float just a little bit longer. Now, the one thing that has started to float a lot longer, and man, this... This is a nice change. I, I am thankful for that weekly update that we had where Mike was like, no, nah, I think floating uh, treasure timers are fine. Wait, what does the chat think? And everyone's like, too short. And he's like, oh, okay, consider it changed. And boom, changed. That's that's an amazing ability right there to, to tweak on the fly. Well, not on the fly, but uh, tweak the, the timing for floating treasure to make sure that it floats uh to the to the surface faster but longer before it sinks because man that was a pain in the butt uh not having to just be like oh god we have to get the treasure after the crack and just hurry up and go get it just, just jump in the water just get it now that we can actually like okay 
you know, plug the rest of the holes and one person go off and start grabbing treasure. That's great. Thank you so much for that. Oh, God, it was such a pain. It was such a pain. Just be like, no, why is it sinking? Why must it sink so quickly? It floats so fast. Why can't it just stay afloat longer? It does. It's it's nice. You know what else they changed? The um the sovereign wheel cosmetic is uh it's back to normal. It's no longer the the royal sovereign uh colors. So uh I guess that just means that the royal sovereign set is uh coming eventually TM. Who knows? I'm assuming with the mega update we'll get the inclusion to the rest of the ship livery colors and sets for the wheel capstan and cannons. We'll have to wait and see. We've only had the three plus the specialty stuff from the different events and I imagine that that'll change as soon as the mega update comes. Um I oh I think that was ah the other thing that was added to the game I can't believe I almost forgot about this and you can expect a video from uh, Captain J later this week telling the story of what was happening and hopefully telling the story but Captain J if you've been listening for a long time you know you know this has been something that I have been hunting for for a long time. And we found out why we've had such a hard time hunting this thing. It's an interesting story, and I'm going to leave it up to Captain Jay to tell it because I want him to have the pleasure of kind of explaining the story uh, about what happened. I know what happened, but I, I think he would be a, a he's going to he's putting a lot of work into making a video about his Easter egg. So if you don't know the Crow's Nest YouTube channel, then you need to because he is an awesome guy. He's been doing content for Sea of Thieves for years i got past one year like a week or so ago he's been doing it for years and he got his easter egg in the game he's got the crow's nest logo for his youtube channel up at the top of the uh beacon beacon flame torch the big flamey torchy thingy at the top of the fort i don't know what do you call that a lant it's not a lantern uh, a a I don't know. I have no clue what it's called. You know what it's called, and you're gonna you're gonna message me one day and be like, Logan, duh, why didn't you just Google it? And I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't want to go clickety clack on the podcast. And you're like, yeah, but you could have paused it. And it's like, yeah, but then I ruined the flow of the thing. And then you're gonna be like, yeah, well, that's part of making a podcast. And I'm like, why do you know so much about podcasts and I don't? And you're gonna be like, well, because I've been making podcasts for years. You've been only been making it for a year. And I'm like, damn, you're right. Yeah, I have only been making it for a year. I should know that now. Thank you. I appreciate you doing that. I'm still not going to Google it. And now that it's up there, it's great. So go ahead and fire yourself up to the crow's nest, uh, the top of the fort. You'll see it up there. It looks beautiful. They did a great job inserting it into the game. And uh, it's it sh- should have been there from, from the get-go. And some things happened. And uh, it, it's in there now. And that's what matters. So kudos to Captain J. Uh, we our contest ran out without any people finding it and we finally found out why Uh, but now that it's in the game I'm really happy about that so congrats to him congrats to Rocco for for her cat puppet one there's there's been a lot of additions to the easter eggs out there and it's been beautiful and I know some of you uh, Zup, Trickster, you know Boatswain like uh, everyone there's been a few well not everyone not everyone cares but there's been a fair amount of you that have reached out and asked you know where's mine and stuff and I do content for the for the for the podcast and stuff and that's great but it doesn't that doesn't mean easter egg you know it's just it's not going to be like hey he does something for the game 
instant Easter egg. It's it's got to be impactful. You know, it's got to be something that's worthwhile. And as a result, I think that's going to be something when when it comes up, if it comes up, if I ever do anything that makes a, a big enough difference in the Sea of Thieves community, then it, you know they'll they'll probably put something in that that justifies the the reason for it you know so i'm sure one of these days if i work hard enough i'll i'll get a easter egg in the game i i have a feeling that you know it's 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 an inevitability for those that are really invested in the game and as a result i'm i'm not worried about it it'll happen if it happens and when it does it'll be freaking amazing and if it doesn't no worries because i still have you guys and that's that's kind of what matters right i mean you are the reason i'm doing this and the game it was the inspiration for it i'm i'm almost no longer doing the podcast because of my love well actually no before i say that I do the podcast because I love the game and I love talking about the game and I love talking about the game to you, but you guys make it so much more interesting to actually talk with you about the game and to share your thoughts about it as well as your story. So I, I kind of do it a lot for, it's like a 50, 50 split. Now at first it was like me being selfish. Like I want to talk to someone about the podcast. Now it's kind of like, I want to talk to you guys about the podcast because you guys make it even better. And I've had some really good so- uh, voyages with a lot of uh, new people to the discord as well, too. That was a weird tangent. I don't know why I got on that. I'm sorry. Let's move on. You know what else is in the game? that I just found out. And uh, a credit goes to someone who messaged uh, Captain Falcor on Twitter with just a screenshot of the name placard. And credit goes to Captain Falcor for DMing me and being like, hey, do you remember this? I can't remember because I'm reading another book. And I'm like, uh, no, no, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. So we found and if you've seen the twitter post then you already know but i'm going to go into it the people that don't have twitter because not everyone needs to have twitter but the in the game now if you guys go out to barnacle k it's in the it's in the shores of plenty you can find it it's just next to smugglers bay or snugglers bay whatever you want to call it i like both and it's the wreckage for the morning star now i am overdue for my part two of the sea of thieves athena's fortune book review that's because I kind of want to go and read it over again because uh, it's been so long since I read it. The Morning Star is in the game now. The Morning Star was one of the ships that met up with Ramsey Rathbone and their crew at Golden Sands Outpost just before the Kraken attacked them. This is supposedly the same Kraken that we fight in the game. Uh, we don't know for sure if it's the same one because it's only been a short amount of time since the book when Ramsey was actually in the Sea of Thieves fighting. But we do know that the reason why the Kraken doesn't actually show its body is because of this fight. This fight actually caused such damage to the Kraken in such a way that it no longer like surfaces its whole body or refuses to it's too scared to lose you know it's 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 uh i'm not going to say what it is but it's going to lose something and it doesn't want to lose the other one and that's why it doesn't surface but that's why it spreads a bunch of like black ink to kind of mask where its body is i'm not getting into the technicals of it you guys already know the reason why we don't have a body i want the body we'll get a body if we deserve a body right now we don't deserve a body so just do you hold your i get your pit forks Put your pit forks away and just leave it because I'm not going into that. Story-wise, that's why the Kraken doesn't actually show the body. But it's 
the, the reason why I'm bringing this up is the morning star is out there. This is just, it, it, it's kind of, I, I'm so sorry. I'm a little excited about this because the, the stuff that is happening in the book, and they said that they were going to do this. We didn't know what though. DeMarco was the first sign of anything from the outside uh, artwork coming, or artwork, uh, outside stories coming into the game. And that's not coming until Arena. And even then, now we have something from inside the game. Now, Stitcher Jim was already in the game when he came out in the Devil's Roar. He is in the book. The Morning Star was in the book. It was actually a, a ship that was fighting the Kraken at Golden Sands. And it's amazing to, to, to see this wreckage because it, it sank as a result of this fight. And you can actually go out to Barnacle Cay and you can go swim around there. Now, right there, there's nothing that actually has any kind of value or information out there. It's literally just a shipwreck at the bottom of the sea that is a huge galleon that's broken up into two huge pieces with two big masts and the nameplate that actually says the Morning Star. And Eli Slate was the captain. And on page 166, if you ever want to go check this out, in the Sea of Thieves book, it's uh, chapter 13. It says Eli Slate uh, was kind of the straight-talking fellow that Ramsey knew and had prior dealings with, and Mercia knew very little about him. Mercia was the one that kind of helped build the 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 chains from the uh, or the the cursed uh, or the chests that had the keys uh, from the. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. That's a whole another podcast. Uh, but anyway, this was the ship was a sleek ship that had shining uh, and and polished. Uh, uh, liveries and was assailed with crimson sails and a brown bear figurehead uh, and the the thing about this is that the the actual ship out there doesn't have this bear figurehead and I don't know if that's because they, they left it out intentionally for something coming down the line and they didn't want to bring too much attention to it but I really think that they should have the bear and bird figurehead on this wreck I think it would be amazing to see this and I've already I've already sent in a request to have it added kind of in a way roundabout saying like I knew where it was and, and I'm really happy that it's in there. Can you put the figurehead on there and stuff? But the captain's cabin is a little bit different. If you're a big of lore nerd as I am about this, I'm excited to find out if Slate is coming to see a thieves in this big update. I want to find out more about if, if the morning star is in here that takes us one step closer to uh, to to why how Ramses died, how he became the pirate lord. You know, where's the other captains from the other ships that that uh, that were were destroyed in this Kraken fight at Golden Sands? In, are we going to unfold their story? Who were they? Where was where where's their treasure? Are we finding their treasure? And if this all leads to the the gold hoarder. We've already got Stitcher Jim. We've already know Stitcher Jim is is one that was working with the Gold Hoarder. Um, and and uh, spoilers. I'm sorry if you haven't read it. Uh, yeah, forget it. I'm gonna tell you anyway. Uh, so Rathbone in the book is the Gold Hoarder. We find this out at the towards the end of the book. I'm sorry if I just spoiled it for you, but you should have read it. You had plenty of time. It's been out since October. There's no excuse. You, If you're as big a lore nerd as I am, if not and you're interested in this, go read that book. Go read the book. It's so good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting really emotional about this, but it is so cool, guys. The Morning Star is in there. We're, we're going to get a step closer to the Gold Hoarder. I don't 
I don't know if this is going to come in the update. We won't find out until March 20th. But just the fact, just the fact that this is something that could possibly actually, we could actually get to go see the Gold Hoarder. I have the Kotaku figure of the Gold Hoarder. We've seen images of the Gold Hoarder and stuff. Like we know that there that he's in the game eventually, maybe one day, that there's a island that he's at. Like... If, if anything from the book tells us about what's coming in the future I can't wait to find out if we're going to get our first raid boss kind of encounter something where we're actually going to go fight of a legendary figure in the game everyone up until now has either been a creature or someone that came from the Sea of Thieves that has been present since the beginning of the game this would be the first introduction of a character from the book or the, the lore sign of it that is a big creature that we can actually go fight and hopefully be one heck of a fight that would be amazing but i would love to find out if 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 uh, oh my god this just brings up like the memories of like uh, like like in the devil's roar with, with the shroud breaker and stitcher gym like they had shroud breakers they had a thing to be able to break through the shroud and and i've been oh god i've been thinking like we we need to, like i'm i feel like i feel like we're going to have to find something that is like the shroud breaker if not the shroud breaker figurehead itself if we could get the sh the shroud the, the i can't talk right now if we can get the shroud breaker figurehead and actually attach that to our ship could we sail through the shroud and find this island would that be a thing would they actually do that would they give you the ability to, to sail through the shroud without it taking damage could that be used like any time Oh my God! Like that—that that would be like find. Could you? Could we find? No, there, there's no way we would get new islands. But oh man, that would be cool if we could get new islands and find out where, find out where the gold hoarder is, and then find out that Stitcher Jim has actually been sailing there, trying to trying to get him, get to him as well. Like ooh, that would be awesome. That would be so cool. I can't. Oh, the fact that the morning star I know no I'm I'm making some big leaps in this but if the morning star is in the game now this is kind of like cool this is this is pretty awesome to find out that there's a good chance that we could actually find Stitcher Jim Okay one one thing that I I totally forgot to talk about in the in in with the patch I I forgot to mention this I'm sorry guys I I didn't mean to we had that huge change that um, Trickster had. I said Trickster had said this was coming, and I think I think he backtracked on me because he messaged me and he's like, "No, nah, I didn't say that exact thing. I said this and this and this." And I don't remember what he said, but I guarantee he's he's saying a little bit different than what I remember him saying before, and that's probably my fault. But the merchant stuff got changed, and we did actually find out last week on the weekly update. Uh, Shelly confirmed it, but it's in the game now. The payouts for cargo's run or for cargo runs uh, for the the cargo stuff is doubled. You you get double the the actual value for all of them. So one what was like one 350 piece perfect cargo in the three C's is now 700. The devil's roar stuff it went from 700 gold to 1400 gold per piece for perfect condition and the 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 actual cargo itself is a lot more resilient to damage it takes a lot of work to actually crack or splinter the rum bottles it takes a lot longer for the plants to wilt and the water to affect the silks so 
now cargo's actually pretty worth it to do uh, because they actually re- they, they reduce the distance too. The amount of distance that you have to travel from place to place now for the cargo runs is, is pretty short. It's actually kind of on par with most of them that you'd get from like an actual message in a bottle. It's like one or two islands as the longest distance that I've seen between the two, which is either, you know, the, the shortest or the longest as far as like one or two. I don't know why I just said that. You know what? I mean though and I kind of want to grind that out now and I think that was kind of interesting one one person reached out to me on Twitter and asked if the amount of cargo that they turned in would retroactively be bumped up in value and to be perfectly honest I, I made a, a kind of a, a joking quip about how the merchant alliance uh, probably raised their prices as a result of the lack of lack of cargo being delivered and recognizing the value of that cargo decided to take a cut in profits for the sake of paying out the pirates more so that the the deliveries would actually be fulfilled and uh, cargo would actually be delivered to the places where it needs to go and mike actually chimed in on on uh on the twitter posts and commented that that he he basically heard that from the the senior traders and that the uh, contracts for uh merchant traders is actually pretty pretty uh in depth about how that's you're not going to get that money back if you turned in a lot so if you did good you put in the due diligence uh a lot of people are going to be reaping the benefits of the more uh, the higher payout for the the cargo runs at this point so it's going to be easier to grind and just on a quick side note there's a little bit of uh rumors going around right now that the weekend before the 20th uh on the announcement will be a double XP and double gold weekend, uh, kind of incentivizing people to get Pirate Legend before that March 20th hit because uh, they have said, I think it was the, the week prior that Joe mentioned on the weekly stream that there's going to be a gift for people that hit Pirate Legend before uh, the March 20th. So if you've been out there, there's plenty of ways to do it. I think the fastest way to get Pirate Legend is actually just to grind out forts and while the reapers mark stuff is going on a lot of people are going to be working on those and are going to be working on those over in the shores of plenty which would definitely leave a lot of uh availability for people out in the roar to capitalize on some of those higher value voyages as well as uh the 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 forts um, being pretty good payouts you know that ancient bone dust is not something to scoff at that's a lot of rep and a lot of gold so definitely take advantage while you can, especially during that weekend when they're giving you twice the gold, twice the payout. I know I'm going to try and be doing some Devil's Roar stuff out during that weekend to try and capitalize on on just how much gold is going on out there. Just a, a couple quick notes. I don't want to take a whole lot of time on it, but the the cutlass uh, or the sword bug that happened where you block and it doesn't actually block the sword attacks, they did say that that got fixed and they did add a delay to uh, the, the sword swing. If you miss a swing and you, you, you there's going to be a slight delay before you can swing again, that just kind of helps balance some of that sword play since it was a little a uh, little too easy to, to keep spamming the sword uh, when you actually were using it down below decks and stuff you couldn't you could lock a person in indefinitely until they died for for that part especially if they couldn't properly block it so they said that they're going to be lurking on the the data and keeping an eye on things and if they need to do some more tweaking they'll probably do some more tweaking I feel like right now the combat's in a better 
better place. I haven't run into any pirates that are still trying to double gun. I think that that news is kind of gotten out to the majority of the public and they aren't trying to use the double gun anymore. So that's kind of nice. All right. Next up, I, I went ahead and did a little bit of a captain's log. So I, I told you a little bit about my experience with the Wanderers, Reapers, Voyages, and I definitely think you should take that advice because it's a really great way. But I got a message on Twitter from one of the listeners who shared their story with me, and I figured this would be a great time to do a first mate's log. So now I'm going to share with you his story. The story comes to us from Captain Fixerin. If I'm butchering that, I do apologize. It's not intended. I just am really bad with pronouncing things sometimes. He writes in and he says, So, me and me crew were doing some voyages while we saw another galleon with a reaper flag. We're fighting a fleet. So we decided to go there and try and steal it from them. We were almost there when the cloud disappeared. Perfect timing, we said. Well, hello, Kraken and ghost ship at the same time. We tried to survive, but with the both AI threats and the other galleon attacking us, we sunk. There was no chance of surviving that. We lost over 300 cannonballs, planks, and bananas. But we got lucky and spawned really close. So we decided to go back to where we were, and we saw the other galleon. They probably grabbed the loot from the fleet. We decided to chase them. We had nothing to lose, and we felt that we needed to get something after that Kraken incident. They had no intention to fight at all. They were constantly sailing and dropped people off to try and board us. We stayed focused all the time. We had two guys checking the ladders, one to angle the sails, and I was at, always at the wheel. After 30 minutes of chasing them, we were getting closer and closer. They had to have a lot of loot. I mean, they seemed so scared. We kept our focus and chased them through the fog. We almost lost them, but thanks to our crew members in the crow's nest, we managed to see them and kept following them. And then there was the storm. We chased them in the storm two times, and the second time we got almost ghost shipped we stayed patient and waited for their mistake the third time they tried to go through the storm and the mistake came they crashed and got stuck on a rock that was our chance after like an hour and a half of chasing like 20 to 30 kills on borders we bombed them with cannonballs and killed all their crew and we did it we were so happy because we had like five planks left and we saw all the shinies in the water. Oh boy. We looted all the items in the water and made it to the outpost safely. It was loot worth around 45 to 50k gold. Every crew member did an amazing work keeping us in the wind. Took care of the boarders. We all went to bed with a smile. What an evening. That's awesome. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to your crew. That persistence, sometimes you can lose that when you're chasing someone and you don't think you'll ever get a chance to follow them, especially if they get closer and closer to outposts. But kudos to you for sticking with it, fighting through the fog, fighting through the, the, the ghost ships, fighting through the storms. That's intense. That takes a lot of work. And your crew sounds like you did a great job and it paid off. So congrats on the big haul. That sounds like a good night. All right, pirates. Any last words? This week I reached out to you and I asked you, what are some of the questions that are burning that you want answered can i answer them or can i just pose them to the podcast world in hopes that see thieves answers our call 
So here are some of the questions that you gave to us. Uh, what do you think is a fair price for upcoming pets? Uh, from X-Ray Lex, he, he writes in again and asks, I think if you had to put a price on pets, it would probably be somewhere between five to $10 US. I think that's a fair enough cost. Uh, anything more than that, if you wanted to buy more, you're looking in that kind of $20 to $30 range for, 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 for pets. And you start to wonder, like, do you need all of them? Now, we don't know how many there are. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're getting the a monkey. And I'm, we know that we're getting the parrot, but I, I'm kind of hoping that we get, like, a, a, a cat as well. That being said, at 10 bucks a piece, I'm looking at at least 30 30 bucks just for all three pets to have at any given time and and if i wanted to buy more then i would i would be able to buy more for other people hopefully that's another question is can i buy them for other people uh is there a way that i can get a code to just give someone out so if they want to you know if i want to use that as like a, a contest thing or just as an appreciation for for the community if i want to get people cosmetic or like the, the pets can i actually buy them for other people but i think five to ten dollars would be a fair price uh 15 is getting a little high for a, for a pet but then again i know they've been working on this for a while so it's it's tough to say uh you know i mean i'm constantly looking for ways to give rare money and uh would i would probably pay 15 if, if it was 15 i'd probably just have to spread it out a little bit uh he also writes in and says do you think arena would feel more integrated if you could enter the arena tavern from adventure mode say a crew slash migrate slash match into the arena i do think it would feel a lot more integrated because obviously it would be i also think that would be a lot of strain on the game from adventure mode plus if with the random spawn points for adventure mode it would kind of be a pain in the butt if you always had to because you're already going into arena with the the assumption that you're trying to get in a quick match you want a 20 to 30 minute experience can you imagine having to take your crew get them logged into the game get them all on the crew and then sail out to say the middle of the island where the spire is to to access a portal to get into the arena like you're you're spending five to ten minutes just to get a ship just to go sail into the arena i i think that would be integrated but man that would be a lot of effort just to get into the game that you're trying to get into for the shorter experience I don't know that I want that. <laughs> I think I would much rather just have that front end where I choose to go into arena right off the bat, jump into it and get going. And that way I get into the action quicker. Uh, Quartermaster Zeta writes in and asks, will dungeons ever be introduced in Sea of Thieves? Or how about will Snake Island come to life as or next critter boss? And uh, I, I do think we're going to get something like that. I do think that at some point, uh, we've talked about there being uh, them working on forts in the, in the, the early, early stages when in development they had a fort on Smuggler's Bay. And I do think that at some point we will probably get dungeons. Maybe not necessarily a dungeon like in Destiny or World of Warcraft or different MMO style, but I do imagine that aspects of that where we're where we're kind of going in through an experience that is very tailored, that we're fighting off certain numbers of enemies that will be gated. Uh, I'm thinking more of like a Legend of Zelda dungeon where you're kind of having to progress from room to room. Something like that I could definitely see happening in game that could definitely be uh, smugglers or not sailors bounty has an example of a cave system that is very dungeon like and could ha actually have booby traps in it 
uh, that would, would prevent you from being able to progress until you completed a certain task. Who knows what that task would be or if it would be magical in nature, but uh, I, w- I would love to see that. And I think I don't think that's too big of a stretch. The island coming to life thing, definitely. I think that's a real big ask. I think that they would probably be better off putting in a, a bigger boss creature in the world like the Kraken or the Megalodon as a separate thing that is not one of the islands that's already existing. And with that, I think that they would have to model that out and build the AI, and that would pro- that would probably be a pretty intense intense update on it on its own but i would love to see that as well too uh oh yeah he tj um wrote in and, and wanted me to mention the chest of sorrows and i i, I mentioned that earlier as far, far as being able to uh to actually use the the bug to to make it so that when you're um when you're actually in the rowboat with this chest of sorrows it won't actually fill up the ship uh, 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 Trickster asks how about rainbows uh, one time loaded into Red Dead 2 and saw a double rainbow <laughs> the double rainbow I hadn't thought about that in a long time uh, I would love to see rainbows I think rainbows would be a great addition to the game especially with the way that the storm moves around and being able to see that and the game is beautiful to the point where being able to see a rainbow in in the game would probably look amazing just like the water just like the sunsets and the sunrises and the fog I think that would be awesome would love to see that especially if the rainbow actually led to treasure because that would be even more hilarious if you actually had to sail to an island to see a rainbow and go get the treasure at the end of the rainbow tell me that wouldn't be hilarious uh the other person 30 lashes they wrote in asking about the cargo if we could get paid out for the uh the stuff that they had turned in retroactively and i talked about that earlier on thank you everyone that wrote in ask uh sending your questions into any last words if you'd like to it's easy go on twitter tag uh anything that you post any questions that you post with hashtag any last words uh it's just regular how you spell it and I will be looking for it and using it in every podcast that we do it. I also do a post around on Thursdays after we get the update and we see what's coming in the next, uh, what's what's coming after the dev video, and just kind of pose the questions. You know, what what do you want to, what kind of things are you looking for in the game? What kind of interesting questions do you have to kind of provoke some some conversation and see what you're interested in talking about, not necessarily just what I'm talking about. <laughs> Last item on today's docket. I have to mention this because we talked a lot about it in the Discord server. And if you want to talk about it in the Discord server, you're more than welcome to join. There is a link in the show notes. So pause it, go to your podcast app, pull up this episode, check the notes. You'll see a bunch of like ahoy, blah, 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 contact info. And in that contact info is a link. You can select that link, copy it, paste it in a web browser, and it'll ask if you want to open up uh, Discord or download the Discord app. You can join Discord. It's free. It's a good place to have conversations and look for other pirates. The reason I'm bringing this up is the latest patch uh, and actually, before I get into this, the latest patch was data mined. And I'm going to warn you right now, I'm not going to talk spoilers, but this is a spoiler territory. So if you're done listening to everything else and you don't want to hear anything that could potentially be spoilery, this is a good place to shut off the episode. The rest of it's just going to be me saying thank you and come back next time and look forward to sailing with you on the sea. You know, 
you've you've listened to it well some of you listen to it i don't know how many of you actually listen to it it's kind of like the ending to the youtube videos with john and joe how they're kind of this witty banter between the two i love this kind of like fight on who's going to have the better outro on the youtube videos anyway i digress so from now on spoiler territory even though i'm not going to be talking spoilers because i don't know that i want to but now that i've said that going into this latest update a lot of people went out and they data mined basically everything and this they dumped it all on a, a coding site for repositories and a lot of the strings uh, of code that are in there have a lot of references to stuff that's coming in the update and it's pretty explicit now i'm not going to go into it because it's not my business to tell you what's in it right now because it's nothing that I can really speculate on. Everything's pretty straightforward and laid out. And if you want to be spoiled, like legit spoiled, like finding out that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, that's fine because you're in spoiler territory right now, but I'm not going to spoil this stuff. Uh, I read it. I'm excited for it. And I'm probably not going to mention it on the podcast because if you want to seek it out, then you're going to have to go to the one. You're either going to have to go on the Internet and look up the website yourself or you can come to the Kill Hall podcast. The spoiler channel has the link in there. It's uh, buried in the wall of text that happened after we posted it and then discussed everything that we were reading in it. And it's going to be an amazing update. I don't know when this update's coming. I don't know what this update's going to be called. I don't know what this update is. Uh, well, I mean, we kind of know what's going to be. It was like what rhymes with false snails. And it's like Tall Tales. That was kind of the idea of what what we figured it was going to be because Tall Tales is kind of references to mermaids. And hopefully we'll find out with the update if we're getting... I would love to get mermaids in this update. I don't know for sure if we are, but a lot of stuff was revealed in this update. And it's, it's pretty extensive. Um, it doesn't really leave much to be desired. And as a result, I don't want to... I don't want to spoil it for the people that even like to have the spoilery stuff because sometimes the spoilery stuff is just like this cool thing popped up. What does it mean? And we don't really know, but we can talk about it a little bit. This is pretty explicit. This is pretty much like this is what's happening. This is what you can expect. And you can build a narrative pretty quickly from reading the code. And I don't necessarily want to ruin that for other people just because I love lore in itself. And seeing this is exciting. But I have no clue what it all means because I got to a certain point and I was like, nope, I'm I'm pretty good here. So that's it for the the spoiler stuff. Like I said, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the one that spoils everything for you. If you want to have it spoiled, you're welcome to jump into the Discord and find it yourself if you need any help finding it. I'm more than willing to point you at the right direction, but the choice has to be yours. Red blue, uh, red pill, blue pill. It's it's totally up to you. You choose to get out of the matrix or stay in. It's it's. I'm leaving it up to you at this point. So that's going to do it. Uh, Pirates, thank you. I love you so much. Thank you for jumping into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun making it this week because we had a lot to talk about. I feel like I didn't even cover everything, but I know that if there's anything left over that you'll let me know and that you'll actually keep with me on this. Uh, If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do it. As always, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com is the email address you can send information to, stories. I always read those. If you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N. C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. I'm going to be trying to stream more this week, so hopefully I'll get a chance to actually do that. You can join the Discord and talk to me straight there. A lot of people sail with me through there, so if you want to join the Discord, there's a better chance if you want to sail with me 
that that's where I'm going to be when I go looking for crew members because I'd like to kind of nurture that community because I love the people that are in there and the people that are in there are amazing on their own and they're constantly sailing. So if you need crew members, that's a great way to start it up too. jump in, say, you know, hi, how's it going? Follow the rules and you'll have a great time. I promise you. Uh, other than that, I think that's going to do it for this episode. If you want to, you can always review the podcast on uh, Apple iTunes. Um, is it? No, Apple Podcast. I don't know what they call it, man. They always, they changed it and I never paid attention what they called it. But if you want to review it, you can always do that. It helps get awareness. It helps uh, bring it up in the ratings so that people who are looking for Sea of Thieves naturally or just looking for a new podcast will see it. Although it's not necessarily required. I'm happy with the rating that we have and I'm happy that people are still finding it even though they aren't necessarily like seeing it in the top charts. It doesn't need to be a podcast that's in the top charts. I just want to make sure that people are being honest with their feedback and giving it a rating that they feel it deserves and if i'm doing a good job then hopefully i earn that five star from you if not i'm totally fine getting whatever you want to give me as well too but i love you regardless and i appreciate the the honest feedback that i get from people that are not going to go in and be like i'm going to give this a one star rating and then tell you privately where you can improve the podcast but definitely let me know if there's something you want to hear more or less of in the podcast i'm interested to find out like what you like about it and if i get enough voices telling me that they like this over that and that i should focus more on that then i i can adjust as well too because i like making that uh, kind of a fun thing for you to listen to as your day goes on hopefully you're having a good week i love you thank you pirates i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves. Oh, 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 o